Genius Unlimited presents the Fourth Quarter Life Podcast. The Fourth Quarter Lifestyle is dedication, grind, passion, determination. When you're tired and you keep on moving, hustling, grinding, no sleep. Oh, so you thought you were going to put in the same work as everybody else and then get a different result? Wait on it. Fourth quarter lifers. What's up? It's your boy Anthony Cash Clark. It's your boy Young Young. And we are here live in the building, live in effect. Um, Last week we were not on the podcast. No, we low-key did it. We did a mashup. Yeah, so we did a mashup. Like, like how to get away with murder and scandal. I like to call it, we did the ignorant sweet life. Okay. Ignorant agenda, urban sweet talk, and the fourth quarter life. There I go. So we did a mashup uh, with Tanya and Marla and look at Lively from the Ignorant Agenda podcast. Um, It was great, man. So thank you to Tanya and Marla for inviting us onto the Urban Sweet Talk podcast. Uh, Look at Lively was a surprise guest. We had a great time. I like doing podcasts with other people, man. Yeah. It's fun, especially because I feel like I don't have responsibility. Anna? That was the best part of that podcast. (laughs) Actually, I never have responsibility, but either right. way, you know what I'm saying? I ain't have to call Kaz and ask where the link at. <laughs> and you haven't found the link yet. I haven't, though. I haven't. But I didn't have to call you, which would save me, save me a headache. Oh, this guy, man. No, but, this man actually complains about how I text. Like, I've okay. never even heard that as a reason. Uh, where's my phone? Hold on. Hold on, podcast. Where's my He's, phone? I text him this morning, like, yo, we right. still doing the podcast? No, 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 said, you did not. No, you did not. The way you text makes me itch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't want that little panic attack. Like, I'm so tired of texting me, man. So, all right. So, this is yesterday at 6.07 a.m., This, which would have been Friday morning. He says, R, we recording Tom, right? So, R is just R, the letter R. We recording. <laughs> yeah, shorthand. We recording Tom. Message. Tom, right? T-O-M. So, I said, yes, sir. No reply. This morning, 8.55 a.m., I get a text. Ten. <laughs> no question mark. No period. Nothing. Just one zero. So that's when I replied. Your style of texting makes me itch, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go, yes, ten. He proceeds to then say L-M-A-O. That's a yes, though, right? You didn't. Hey, I just said yes. You didn't say again. yes. I did. Check your phone. I said, no, yes. Well, I didn't get yes until after you the have phone pocket dial. Because you have Android. I don't think that's how it is in your phone. I'll show you right now. Proof. So the yes is at the bottom. The, no, he a liar. Okay. Well, this is what screenshots is for. I use screenshot to put on my Instagram story. So go Whatever to Cass, <laughs> C-A-S-S-4-Q-R to see the screenshot of Steve's horrible text messaging. There we go. Uh, yeah. So we were on the um, we we're on the podcast mashup last week. I'll post the link somewhere once I get it from Tanya so you guys can check that out. Um, sorry to bang you. Steve, well, Ranso has been in Puerto Rico. He's still there. Don't, don't know when he's coming back. We'll find out. Let's go visit that boy. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> you trying to go? Yeah. Well, are you, do you need a passport in Puerto Rico? No, it's America. It's America, right? Yeah, because I don't have my passport yet. Yeah, I, I want, like, um, President's Day, I was going to go to Jamaica. I'm looking up flights and, every, and everything. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We lit. I'm going to just take a trip to Jamaica. And I realized I need a passport. <laughs> so I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. I, I changed that to, let's go to Tampa. <laughs> I'm hearing that Jamaica is very strict when you get off the plane. Um, I ain't been since I was a juvie. My, uh, my barber was telling me that when you get off the plane, they, they, they want to know where you're going, where you're staying, who do you know, the whole night. Where you going to get some weed? Where you staying? Where the weed at? Who you with? My weed man? Shipping you right back to the U.S. <laughs> right back to Donald Trump. <laughs> You're not coming in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, man, I wanted to talk about um, this new culture of New Day entrepreneurs. It's like people from, I would say, 13, 13 years old, all the way to like 30. Oh, yeah, that is that is like two different generations in there. Well, because they're all on the same platforms, being all fed the same messages. So I, I think it's a difference in how you interpret it, though, though. Like, with, I, I've noticed that even like people who are 21, 22, who have similar mindsets, like, they're younger and they have more energy. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, you have them, like, I'll just keep working, 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 working. I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. I'm not trying to discourage you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to outwork your competition. That's facts. Right. But at some point, you have to you have to make sure you're taking away learnings from this. Exactly. Pivoting and, and evolving what you're doing. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's more so the stage I am in life. Like, I work just as hard as I ever did. But my conversation is not about work because I have results. Right. You know what I'm saying it's not it's not the shit on nobody at all. It's mm-hmm. just like I could tell I could tell you about the hours I work or I could tell you about the progress that I've made. But you know see the results. No, 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 as juxtaposed. Mm-hmm. Like whereas when I was younger, I'd be like, listen, I'm working, 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 which is what got me here to the mm-hmm. point where I could say, right. listen, I just did this, or I just did that. Right. But it's just a difference in the conversation. Right. So I think. I have I have a lot of positives about the new the new age attitude, and I have a lot of negatives about it. I think when I was in my early twenties and starting out, I didn't have all these different messages being shot at me, like like the Andy Frisellas. Um, and I'm not saying any of these people are are BS because there are BS people out there, but these are the good ones: Andy Frisella, Gary V, uh, Et, huh? Et, Et, uh, yeah, um, Grant Cardone. These people are people who actually have the results and have been doing this for a while, and they can actually speak to these things. But then you have the other guys who are not so um, result-oriented. But um, I feel like all the, the problem is these messages kind of come from the same voice, same tone, and they get mixed into the same pot. And, you, and I think kids have a hard time uh, separating and differentiating who's real and who's not. And I think that's really dangerous for the modern entrepreneur because a young kid has his whole life ahead of him and if he's fed the wrong message and he likes that wrong message, he can be going the wrong way for a lot of Give me an example of the wrong message. Um, Okay, so you've seen it. So there's a marketer, right? Marketer says, hey, you wanna you wanna be like me? You wanna drive a Lamborghini? Sign up for this web this web course, right? Web course is two thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Kid spends his life savings on two thousand dollar course, 
then the guy says, hey, of course, you know, once you buy that course, he's going to sell you something else and sell you something else and sell you something else. But and I have no problem with being sold something. It has to it has to provide me something tangible, something. So I've seen someone price a dinner for $10,000 of the day. A $10,000 dinner, no tangible walkaways, just for you to sit down and talk to me. Me talking to you is not going to change my life. Like, I need a workshop. I need a master class. Like, that's what I need. I need a relationship. In in all fairness, if you thought that that $10,000 dinner was going to change your life just from eating the, the surfing turf. You shouldn't be entrepreneur, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought that was magic steak, you're not ready. <laughs> you're not. But that's the, that's the power of social media, that... Someone could brainwash someone that that much to trick you out of money. I don't. I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. Like, so one of the first times that I that I met up with Michael Hall uh, was at uh, an entrepreneurship summit that he was doing, um, and and we basically concluded that if the entrepreneurs who were who were like minded in South Florida got together and rented cars for their speaking engagements right so now you go and you speak you speak at plantation middle and you rent your lamborghini and pull up and park it in the front Mm -hmm. right that gives that that makes you cool now indeed applies cool to your message indeed you know what i'm saying so it's the same thing like i hopefully these people who are saying hey if you want a lambo listen to this then have a, a a valuable message but they just needed that hook to get you in Know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have no pro- I have no problem with that if you own the Lamborghini. No, we're talking about renting though. Which is that's a little fishy to me. I don't think so because at the, at the end of the day, I think that the principles that 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 we would that they would have been speaking on mm-hmm. are still valuable. So if I'm if I'm teaching you valuable uh, lessons about how to spend your money, how to invest your money, um, working hard, being entrepreneurial minded. Uh, taking ownership, taking responsibility. Th- those are my messages, right? And I know that the, the way that I'm going to get you to listen to this, which is not very entertaining, is to spend $250 to rent a car. Like, I get what you mean. But what's your selling point? Are you just doing this to help? Because well, you're ultimately there for the payday, though. Every, every business engagement is there for the payday. Yes, but what I'm trying to say is, you're kind of leading people to believe that, hey, I am on this level because I, I have this car. I drove this car here. That's what I'm saying, but when, when, rappers, when rappers rent cars, they're leading people to believe the same thing and there's same, no message. Same, same. But I have a problem with those rappers also. Like, for example, Gary V. Love Gary V to death. I have no problem with Gary V. Even though if Gary V decided to show off a fancy car... That he owns or something? I have no problem with that because I know he owns it. So, like, mm-hmm. the fact that he's always in the back of a car just on his cell phone, this and that, that's relatable. Um, and I'm not saying that cars are not relatable because I've seen E.T. in a Rolls Royce before, right, being being driven around somewhere. And that's his life. So I have no problem with it. I'm just saying the people who are not actually living that life that want to get to that level but actually selling you on that, I feel like the everyday entrepreneur should be shown more. I, I hear you. I think that what I would probably more so define as a bad message is anybody that implies in any way that there is a 
expedited like express land to right. success. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's when I'm like, okay, well, you with the shits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that most of a consistent story that I hear, whether it be from Kramer, Gary V, um, and anybody, is is this period of sacrifice. Yeah, you know what I'm and Talk different. About it. Yeah, like like varying. Like Kramer, who's one of the most successful investors, who is popular right now. Mm-hmm. Lived out his car for a while. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's tough. Gary V always talks about, like, listen, I was making 30K when my friends were making 3 and 4X right. that amount. Right, right. But I understood that this was a sacrifice to invest into my future. Right. And now I make 3 and 4X what they make. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so so if you if you don't somehow, in, like, weave in this, this concept of... of of I guess alchemy or equivalent exchange or, or or giving up in order to gain at a at a later date. I think that's when your message is bad. I don't think it has as much to do with whatever you're hooking people with as to do with the actual message. Like if mm-hmm. your message is do this for a week and you'll get a Lambo, that's a trash message. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you have a Lambo and say with enough hard work and dedication, stick to itiveness, grind and everything that the vast majority of you quite simply do not have, you can achieve this. Yeah, I think that's where we disagree. I mean, I guess we have to agree to disagree on yeah. that point. I just don't want you to drive a rental car and say, hey, you want to you wanna get this? Work like me. Yeah. You ain't got it. <laughs> hey, put it like this. You, like, lease your whip, bro. Like, like, I don't care how you got it. Yeah, I got that. a problem with lease. That, what? I got a problem with lease. You don't own that. You, you can rent. afford to lease it. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you, you long-term uh, renting that. A lease is still, no. A lease, well, kind of. A lease is still expensive, though. On a Lamborghini. <laughs> Renting a Lamborghini is expensive. What do you mean? Yeah, but you're going to return it in a day. Okay, because you're going to return it in a year. That make it all the better. Yeah, you have enough money to pay for a year lease on a Lamborghini. You're making some kind of money somewhere. Okay. No? Yeah, no, no. I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I'm not, I'm not renting Lamborghinis for a day. You know what I'm, I'm saying? just so, saying. I'm so, just saying. Yeah, I think, is. Hey, this is nowhere. This is in, in no fair. Uh, I don't want to plug myself here. Um, but I drive a Honda, bro. Like I'm not on thoughts of a coffee telling you that I drive this. I drive that. I live here. I live there. I'm not telling you this. I'm just saying, I'm just like you. That's it. I'm just like you. That's it. And maybe that's not a good enough hook for, for people who want to see riches, but I'm just saying. I, I, I just don't have a co- I don't care what your book cover look like. Give me a good story. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. that's where I'm at. That's me. all it is. That's all it is. But yeah, I think I just want to talk about that real quick, about uh, these different messages going out and these entrepreneurs being tricked into entrepreneurship when they're really not entrepreneurs. Because 90% of the people who are receiving these messages will not take action. I, I was thinking about something recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you think that there's value in working for somebody? Uh, yeah. Like, because I feel like just a lot of times the the, the, the concept is never work for anybody. It no. sucks to work for no, people, no, no. right? No. I'm like, if, if, you, if you find yourself in a situation where you're, where you're learning, gaining experience, what's the, what's the harm in that? No, I, think, okay, like, so like, I think what it is is, one, not everyone's born to lead. Not everyone. Not everyone. That's real life. <laughs> not everyone's born to lead. Yeah. Like don't trick yourself. It it's daunting. It's 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 crazy. Um that's one. Two, I think 
those people who work, I think most people are. I, I just want to come back to that and really stick to that. Most people are not built for leadership. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like your leadership will drive people into a hole. You Indeed. know what I'm saying? Like, you could be a great whatever. You know what I'm saying? But you just can't lead people. Mm-hmm. And, and and at a certain point, when you try to build these massive empires that, that everybody thinks... I feel like everybody thinks that they're about to build, like, this huge... Gajillion yeah. dollar. I think I told you the other day. Like that's not my goal. My goal is to build something. Yeah, profitable, uh, substantial. I mean, that's you know sustainable. Get, give yourself a day. nice life balance. That, that's all. That's 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 that's, a, all. that's the mission. That's all. I don't have to be Netflix. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't. But I think uh, now, if you if you work a job right, that's not giving you the experience that you need in your field, that's not uh, feeding you the type of uh, work that you that you really want to work on, then, yeah, you don't want to be there. Like you need to be somewhere else. Now, if you're the type of person that just cannot work for someone, you cannot stand your time uh, being controlled by another person, which is a lie, also because your time will always be controlled by another person. Facts. If you're in the service industry, your clients control you, dog. <laughs> like. Your clients, no matter what industry you're in. Thank you. Like, you sell products, your clients still control you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And, and in the case where you sell products, you, you have to figure out what your clients want. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, you're a mind reader. Exactly. Like, it's, 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 rough. it's there's, rough. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. There's a lot of planning that goes into it. There's a lot more to it than just being an artisan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, if whatever it is, you have, to, you have to think about things more holistically. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes... People are so focused on their end goal that they're like, like maybe it does make more sense, even if it's an internship or, or a, a bottom level job that has that gives you access and exposure to right. the entire breadth that's of valuable. business. And that's, that's valuable. That's, that helps you and it gives you more confidence. That's valuable. Because right? a lot of times, the biggest thing I see amongst my peers is a, a wanting to do it, but a fear to put their money behind it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. oh, I want to do all this. Okay, well. All this costs that much, man. I got to look for a deal. You could do that. You could spend three, four years looking for a way to get that, that done for half the price. Mm-hmm. Or you can put the mo- you can save up, put the money up, and do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And reap all the benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and I feel like the difference between willingness to put up all the money and always looking for the best possible deal, even when it's impossible, well, right, comes down to the confidence in the result. Well, risk is... Risk is everything. Like, if you want anything in this world, you have the risk for, like, especially entrepreneurship, and you're trying to go to that, that next level, it's all about risk. You're scared to leave that job. You're scared to... It's all just a fear of the unknown. Yeah. That's all it is. And some people just cannot embrace that risk. And that's okay if you can't. Then you just need to do something else. You need to work for someone because there's little risk in that. Very low risk. But if it's, you, it's not likely that, that McDonald's going to skip your check. Right, you know exactly. Like Very time. highly unlikely, right? Yeah. You're going to get paid every two weeks. Yeah. You're fine. You're going you're gonna to be crying every time you open that baby-ass check. Right. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? I'm, I'm talking to Pete the other day, and Pete lives... He lives the true life of a entrepreneur. His life is filled with risk. He was saying, right? So this month, he make... You know, this month he may do a deal, right? Pay him, not to put Pete's business out of here, so I'm just going to use fictitious numbers, but he'll make $10,000, right? 
off this deal. Hey, bro, another deal may not come for another two months. You got to pay your bills. You got to live life. You got kids. You got a mortgage, this and that. That's a risk. But the reward that he's receiving is the freedom that he receives. Talking to Pete, midday he can go change his windshield wipers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Midday he can go do whatever he wants to do. He's fine. But in order to live that way, he has to risk, right? Because if he wants his time, then he has to risk it. Cause, or else he'll be somewhere else working in the office or doing, you know, a 12-hour shift somewhere. So. Living my life. <laughs> right. So, if, I mean, if you want your time, it's all about risk, man. So you just got to be confident within yourself to do it, really. And I think I've been dealing with that personally. So just as of recently, I figured out the equation of how to make it happen for myself. Okay, break down his mouth. <sighs> I'll save it for later. Oh, you flaw. How you not going to show the math to the people? Because I... I want to make sure that the equation works <laughs> before I share the math. Okay. And so I don't want to false sway anybody to do anything crazy because it's crazy. Throw all your money in Bitcoin. That's <laughs> Steve is correct. <laughs> I need you to find the right Bitcoin and invest every single Everything, dollar. Ask yo. your parents for this life savings. <laughs> leverage, <laughs> leverage your credit. <laughs> Put everything you can possibly get into Bitcoin. Listen, disclaimer. Do not. <laughs> do not. Don't re- do not research. <laughs> like, <laughs> just throw it into Bitcoin. <laughs> like, oh man. That, that Stop looking like, for the waves, man. Stop uh, looking for the waves. That was the prevailing wave. like thought for for Bro. a few months there. That oh, yeah. was concerning. Yeah. Like and it's it's funny because like this is the second wave of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like at first it was just Bitcoin. It was very early. You know what I'm saying? Like right. and that was like three, four years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. then it came back around and now now people are calling it Bitcoin, but now it's really it was really cryptocurrency. Right, right. But still like nobody was able to figure out like what is this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean look, I think um well, I don't want to get into cryptocurrency. Uh, Blockchain technology is here to stay. Facts like that. That technology is is, is very interesting yes. and will be used for for a lot of for various businesses. Yeah, it, it will it will make things a lot more efficient. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's enough of cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny how people just jump on waves when they come around. It's like, oh, I can make. Look, I'm not mad at you if you went into Bitcoin and made your money. No, I'm mad not. at you if you thought Bitcoin was going to be a career. Um, yeah. Like, no, there was, there's a lot of kids out there investing all their money in it, thinking like, oh, all right, I'm going to buy this car, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and keep doing it. Nah, yeah. It's very limited, bro. You had a certain time frame to get in and get out, and if you did it, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know one of my good friends, or not good friends, but one of my friends, he made $150,000. Okay. Great for him. I'm happy for you. Now, if he took that 150. Hopefully he pulled that out. Exactly. He did. Yeah. He did. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah, man. So what's next, Steve? What's on the agenda? Yeah, I talk about my stuff. What's next? I don't know. So let's touch on uh, what's going on in the city. Uh, So if you're listening outside of South Florida, you may not be aware of uh, the establishment House of Matt. Um, House of Mac is going through an interesting dilemma dun, dun, dun. right now. 
in the streets and online. So, Steve, give us the backstory. Do you know um, what's going on? Huh? Do you know what's happening? And well, so- I, I, I know the backstory for House of Mac. So, uh, there's a guy, Chef Teach, who came from the music industry. Mm-hmm. was probably most, uh, most well-known for managing Pitbull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... For over a decade. Yeah, and throughout that process of building relationships as a manager for Pitbull, he would he would cook. You know what I'm saying? So people knew him like, oh, that's the the spot we're gonna get go get food or whatever. And then he parlayed that into a food truck called Chef Teacher's House of Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, that over the process of I think like five or six years, gained a lot of notoriety. Like or that less, was like, I think less. <clears throat> Maybe like three years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Nah, I think it was more time than that. Either way. Okay. Um, they started getting real popular on the scene, and, and eventually they, they stationed themselves in, at Winwood Walls, right? Yeah, Winwood Yard. Winwood Yard, and then people were just consistently going there. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go to Winwood Yard, bot, uh, Chef Teach. He ended up linking up with a partner. Um, I assume some Italian mafia guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, when I went, they had long ponytails. Well, yeah, some yeah. of them. Uh, so, I don't know. We're being racist here, but yeah. Uh, Kaz being racist, so I'm just wow, you said ta- it. taking the information that Kaz gave me. Okay, um, And then they opened up a restaurant in South Beach. I mm-hmm. think the restaurant was open for like six months. Maybe shorter. And then uh, due to differences in the vision of the company, yeah. uh, Chef Teach decided to pull out. So um, Pause. <laughs> definitely pause. Uh, so I went back to something that Felicia told us a long time ago on our podcast with her. And she was speaking on uh, her investor relationship with uh, Feverish Pops. And she gave us a story of how she needed, uh, I think, a $25,000 ice cream machine from Japan or China uh, very quickly. And the investor just could not understand why she needed this machine. And And her not getting the machine ended up in a huge loss. And being so, she she made the example of if she would have chosen the right investor that would have had experience in the ice cream industry and that could speak her language, he would have understood, and they would have had the ice cream machine, no issue. So she made the point of if you're going to have an investor, be sure that the investor can speak your language. Be sure that they can understand your brand in its totality and be sure that they have experience in that field. I would I would take that step for, further and say that's with any partner. Yes. Because just bringing that back to pop culture, I know this isn't as prevalent as it was a couple months ago, but that's the same issue that Joe Biden was having a complex. Yeah, facts. Right? Like, like, I need somebody who understands the way I function. Mm-hmm. I need somebody who understands the way I move mm-hmm. uh, in order for me to to move seamlessly. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like there's no point in you adding a bunch of money to the situation, which ultimately gives you access to my profits, if now you become the hurdle. Like, right. at first the money was the hurdle, and now, now I have the money, and now you're the hurdle. You know when they're like, the hurdle, it's yeah, the biggest Yeah, and they, they big. You know yeah, <laughs> that's like, a big hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we don't know all the details that happened at House of Mac. We just know that um, they have severed uh, ties with the South Beach location. Like, like when you say sabotage, you mean like they don't chat on the phone no more. But that's about it. Well, that's what the, the press release said. We're going to go according to the press release. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But like, oh, okay. 
So we don't know all the details of the business, but we can only assume. What that. details do we know, though? So the, the we South know. The location is still open. The location is still open. Yes. Uh, running under the name of House of Mac. Yes. But Chef T is not, not whipping it up no more. Chef T is not there, and none of his cooks are there. They are all back in Wynwood. Uh, South Beach location has nothing, none of the I. None of the actual core of House of Mac, but they are under the identity of House of well, Mac. Well, I know it's interesting. What's so, that? did Chef Teach keep his IP? Mm. Right? That, that, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Like, mm-hmm. Chef Teach took his own chefs, took himself. Did he break out a recipe and instructions for how to make the Mac? Mm. Right? Because if, if he kept his intellectual property, right, which would be the recipes mm-hmm. and how to cook it, then that House of Mac is just a building with stickers. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. But if he wrote it down somewhere, anybody can mimic that. Right. You're a car kit. Huh? You're a car kit. I'll never forget. I was in uh, D.C., and this guy was driving around, and he had, um, bro, it was like, I forgot what it was. We'll just say Honda. A Honda car, Honda motor, but with a Ferrari kit on it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> exactly what's going on with South Beach House of Mac. Yeah. If you don't have the IP, you don't have the recipes, you're screwed in the game. Yeah. That's real talk. And uh, so we were discussing earlier about how Teach has a has a big joker in his in his uh, deck, being that Teach has control of has entire control of the brand. Uh, no. from from organically. Yes. So the day that the day that Teach announced that he was separating from the South Beach location, bro, he's on the radio the same day. For real? Nine Nine Jams, House uh, Hot One Hundred Five. Every radio station reported on it because it's Teach. Yeah, he has that kind of power. I can go on the radio and reach thousands of people instantly because I have that personal relationship with these people in the media, right? Not only that. Majority of my consumers and customers come through my social media account, which I run, which I own. I can deliver all my messaging through that directly. To well, people. no, it'd be why well, if I was teach, I'd be so tight. What's up? Because if they're making the macaron, <sighs> it still say chef teach. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna put that on my face. Yeah, you're not gonna. Well, put I think it. that's why he's pissed off in the first place. That's why he Bro. was saying like I need my take my stickers off the window because I don't want people eating here. And then the attributing it, it to me. To do with me. Right. Bro. Yeah. Like, if I were to go there and get some of the Mac that, like, I don't even usually get Mac on the street. Because, like, you're not baking it like grandma did. Bro, the amount of bad Mac and cheese that we've had. And it'd be top rated <laughs> Macs. Like, go down the list of, like, best Mac in when, wherever. Uh-huh. You're going to see, like, trash. Yeah. Go try that Mac. Buttery bullshit. Is yeah. going House, of Mac, uh, House of Mac's mac and cheese is definitely satisfactory. I, I think that's underselling it. But okay. Yeah, it is. I mean, I didn't mean to say only satisfactory, but above, for okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely an interesting situation going on. Like I said, I wish we had more details of what's going on, but I, it's, it's really odd that House of Mac, South Beach... Uh, is still able to... Uh, oh, another thing that happened. Chef Teach. The Yelpers are on his side. They marked the South Beach location closed on Yelp. No. Nah. That's huge. But a lot of Yelp is actually about building relationships. Yes. So like you, you like... And I know this because I used to work for in the... 
for the company. Right. Right, but, like, you build a relationship with, like, a Yelp manager, mm-hmm. and that person helps manage your community. So it's, it's very relationship That's huge. Yeah. Now, you're talking about impact? That's impact. Yeah. Because the moment I Google House of Mac, and it says permanently closed when I Google it, yeah. that's it. I don't need to read into it anymore. It's closed. It's no longer existing. It won't say that for long, by the way. But, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that's huge for right now, though. Yeah. If, if those people, if the current people who are keeping it open have good sense, they yeah. can get that let me, let me see right now. Go ahead. Keep <laughs> the conversation going. Stay. I'm going to Google Yeah, yeah. Keep the conversation going with myself. I'm what talking request is that? Come on. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Talking. Can you put it down? No, not no, going to happen. I'm Googling. So just in my life currently, like, I like to twiddle my thumbs from time to time. <clears throat> This chair is... Uh, okay, so when you put it in House of Mac, it automatically takes you to the Wynwood location. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's great. So the South Peak location isn't there anymore. Uh, it didn't pop up. What and the Wynwood location is, is the truck. Yes. At Wynwood Walls. Yeah, look. House of Mac, South Beach, permanently closed. That's what yeah. it says on Google. On Google. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Investors... <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's a big joker. Yeah. Yeah. Google's not about relationships. Somebody somebody did that in their nap. Like, like mm-hmm. straight up. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever whoever was hand, handling their organic nap management or online reputation management left to teach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. But, um, man, look, regardless of whatever, um, I hope that everything works out for the best of... of Chef Teach, because I do want to see black businesses do well. Um, I really do, man. But, hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to put him on blast. Bro, the amount of experiences that I've been having lately with, like, s- small businesses that have just opened up, particularly restaurants, have not been good. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on. And, okay. No, it's just, it's, at the end of the day, a lot of small restaurants are not customer-focused. Yes. And, and this and is the issue. Restauranteers, people who open restaurants, are really good at cooking food. But I need you to know that you being good at cooking food will not bring customers in, will not keep customers coming back. It's all about your customer experience. Please invest in customer experience, one, and invest in marketing dollars if you want to keep your doors open. It's 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 ridiculous. It's this place around the corner for me. Great food, right? Usually great food. Love it. When I call, they're always out of the. They have chicken in their. They have chicken in their name. Honestly, like I don't. They, I don't no shop chicken. at restaurant restaurants, and and I remember when I, when I was in B school, mm-hmm. my my one of my teachers who had, uh, like, in order to be a teacher, a professor at uh, in at Nova, you have to. Have, had a multi-million dollar business, okay. right? And he said, I don't eat it anywhere. I don't do business anywhere where the bathroom's dirty, right? Whether it's Fact. a restaurant or not, because if the bathroom's dirty, that the means you don't dirty. pay attention to detail, mm-hmm. right? Pay point blank, mm-hmm. right? So my thing is, if, if if you don't have the good sense to to order food ahead of time and understand your lead, the your inventory? Home, yeah, yeah, like I'm... I know that there are other concessions that you're making. And it comes back you know to what... And so, so take, for instance, mm-hmm. where you went last night. Uh, I'm not surprised that a restaurant that frequently doesn't have food would have ran out of oil, mm-hmm. known they're out of oil, and be like, 
whatever, I'm going to use the old oil. Right. You got to get this stuff out. Right. right? And it's just about preparation. That's not about me giving you a chance that's not acceptable. And this you know what I'm Because you right. didn't cut me a deal on that. Like, I and paid this, full freight for that nasty right. food. And this is a big lesson. And I used to be so mad at my mom for saying it, but it's the true statement. Please don't say it. Small businesses is what you, what you need to believe with. Small businesses need to focus on being customer focused, customer centric, yeah. and understand the no, business but it goes back to your point. It goes back to your point. How you do one thing is how you do all things. Yes, and that's a fact. Okay, so, I thought you were gonna go a different place with this, because as soon as people leave February, they be ready to bash black people. Whoa, no, what? No, I'm Wakanda forever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, man. So. Hope everything works out with Chef Teach, man. Uh, that, that's interesting. Uh, at first, I've seen a lot of people mad at uh, him going so heavily on social media because he had, like, the videos of him talking to the police, all kinds of videos. He's releasing, like, press release. He had uh, the text messages from the investor trying to steal his general manager. Like, that's, uh-huh. yeah, that was that was nuts. Talking about Reggie? Yeah. So the investor text Reggie was like, hey, you need to you need to call me. I have opportunity for you. We need a new teach. Damn, that's loyalty, though. That's loyalty. Because I know they threw a bag at that boy. Oh, you know they threw him a bag. <laughs> they were offering the bag, but a bloody bag. <laughs> <laughs> a bloody Pontius bag. Pilate would have took it. <laughs> like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and wash his hands in all the situation. <laughs> all right. Stay with biblical. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But, yeah, but shout out to, shout out to Chef Reggie, man. Uh, but, anyway. Yeah, so remember how you do one thing, how you do all things. And that's a bigger lesson for everything outside of restaurants, your brand, period. What you care about, you know what I'm saying? Like if you if you care about your presentation. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually just in the car on the way over here thinking about the, the, the yin and yang of form and function. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And how the two have to have to work. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like functionally as a restaurant, you have to make good food. But then form-wise, you have to present well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The presentation goes beyond just the plate. Mm-hmm. It goes to the decor. It goes to the ambiance. It goes to the... Right. Yeah, like all that stuff is a, is a part of it. And, 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 and that balance of, of understanding the importance of both of them right. is critical. Right. Yeah. So I guess we'll end off. Oh, that's about 40 minutes we did, Steve. Cut the damn but run it. <clears throat> that was about 40 minutes. All right, let's call it up. All right. Hey, shout out to the fourth quarter of life for us. Um, we sorry Nick that you and hey, we will get it together. <laughs> we, will, <laughs> we will. Look, we honestly, I think Steve, we need to we need to hire some people. We need to put them on the team. We need contributors. We need people who who design content, things like that. It's a lot to You're not you're not gonna get me to shy away from spending money on a podcast. Like, I think go. that I've been the one beating that drum for a while. Okay. Uh, let's invest into it and make it and make it do even bigger. Okay. And um, I got some things coming up um, that I will share with you guys very soon. So be sure to follow my social media account. Uh, I'll be introducing those things. Probably have an, I think I have an announcement tomorrow, Sunday. Well, th- by the time you listen to this, the announcement will already be out. But whatever. Uh, fourth quarter life. Uh, put those fours up in there right now. No. What fourth quarter lifers. <laughs> Put your fours in the air right now. Fours up. Fourth quarter lifers. Follow me, Stephen Dickers, for QL on almost every uh, social media platform. Where they can find you guys? Uh, you can follow me. We. C A S S for QL. Out. <laughs>